Y'all, we live in difficult times. There's war, political unrest, the pandemic, poverty, families being torn, communities ripped by gun violence and people dying every day. Police, injustice, it's all bringing so much pain. But y'all, we can look inside our minds and we can understand who we are, become better, and do this thing like we've never done it before. But it all starts with our mental health and I know we can do it. I believe in you because I believe in me and I believe in us. Hello, my name is Gerald McGee, clinical social worker and therapist of Everyday People Individual and Family Counseling Center. And we're so happy to be here today. I'm here again with Delilah Grayer, and we're going to have a discussion around suicide, which is such a powerful thing. You know what? If I had to start off with any thought of feeling, I would encourage everyone to be open yes. and to be good listeners because when it comes to suicide prevention, if we are good listeners and we can listen without judgments, criticisms, and condemnations, we can actually avoid a lot of suicides. Oh, yeah. And that's why I say again, 75% of the parental families or people have no awareness that the children or the teenagers, they feel there's no signs or signals that they were going to commit suicide right. or had suicidal ideations. Exactly. Especially exactly. suicide. Uh, exactly. Exactly. So with that being said, I think it's important in, 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 in trying to close out this discussion that number one, if a family member expresses suicidal ideations that we should not judge them or be critical. Yes. We should try to I become agree. better listeners. We shouldn't diminish their feelings or emotions or try to make them feel shame or guilt because they already feel that way when they say things like that. Number two, seek help and support. Yes. A lot of times people will feel like they have failed if somebody in their family feels this way. So they, they'll feel like they'll personalize it. And so that shame that they feel and guilt will keep them from seeking help for their loved one. But, but no, that, that's not true. I think also we have to gauge the amount of pressure and expectations that we have for our loved ones, for our kids. Yes. We, we need to make sure that we're not always putting a lot of pressure and expectations around grades and around things because Ooh, although we need to do way. well in those things i think it's important for us to understand that life should be enjoyed and experienced and it shouldn't always be about all these organized expectations because that can be hard to live with all the time when you hear about the i believe the name was katie meyer or the young man who played for ohio state who admitted having suicidal ideations and he talked to his coach about what he was feeling you know it is very clear it's, it's very clear to me that we need to be heard yes. and we need to take the pressure off of ourselves because the constant pressure, when there's always something in life, when somebody's always got their foot on our neck, we, at some point in time, we're going Nagging. to, huh? Nagging. Yeah. We're going to have some challenges and one of them may be feeling and unfortunately feeling like we want to commit 
suicide. Yes. But by but y'all, by learning to be good listeners, my, managing how we live so we don't put too much pressure on each other, giving people space to the yeah. kind of be mindful and space and time to be mindful space. and just be good in their own space. Yeah. I think those are things that are important keys to us reducing simple, but for us to reduce some of the suicide risks that we have. And I could go on about kids, but oh, you, could. you know, cause we can get into trauma and some of the lack of supports that, you know, families, we can get all into that. But in this discussion today, I don't know. You want to say anything else? Well, basically I think for, I'm on a nine year old. Because last year before last, all the young people that I had were boys. And usually at that age, boys commit more suicide than girls. And all of them were nine. They didn't even know each other. They come from different families, no idea. So I just want to say, because the thoughts of the suicide starts around nine years old. That's where the, you know, if you would pick, choose the age, it would be about nine years old. Right. So, you know, I would recommend that people get in touch with you. Well, you know what? It took you know me what? Five you know what? Before I even met you. Know, you, you know what? You know, <laughs> let's say let's get in touch with a therapist because yeah. it, at this point, it's challenging, you know, to be able to reach out and help everybody. And that's one of the reasons why we started the podcast yes. to try to have a down to earth discussion about things, not overly clinical, but keeping it real. You know, and I think about physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse. All these things that might influence one's decision to commit bullying. suicide, you know, bullying. But even when we talk about bullying, one of the most important factors with that, it goes back to those other things I said, because oftentimes yes. in life, people might be bullied. Bullying just didn't start today. But the reality of it is, if you had an emotional support system, then you probably responded bullying differently. If you being sexually abused, you being physically abused, you being emotionally abused, and you feel isolated, you're more likely to yes. have a strong res negative response to bullying. But if you got somebody that got your back, hey, <laughs> telling you that you good and you gonna be all right and I'm gonna support you and nobody gonna treat yes, you like I that, see you, you got and somebody, I you. Uh, yeah, got your back, <laughs> then you feel esteem, then you feel positive about your yes. life, and you feel like you have a sense of purpose. But if you're all alone and by yourself, and nobody is speaking into you, life, yeah, and you feel unloved, you feel unloved, so not nurtured, so you vacate life because you feel you have no purpose. Yeah. Look, when the body breaks down, it breaks down and it dies. It's because the energy is not being used. So if I feel Say, that I don't have any place, yes. then I'm not going to be used. So I'm going to give it up. So we yeah. have to make people feel like they deserve, they're worthy and deserving of being here. Exactly. So, so when we talk about suicide, I don't ever want to condemn or make anybody feel that they don't need to be heard because I realize there's so much more to it. Yes. And a lot of times when people don't want to deal with it is because they don't want to deal with the pain, the suffering and all the hurt that's happened within their families. And maybe it's been for generations, transgenerational transferring the energy and all the things that happen from one generation to the next. And so, 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 that's why I keep saying we got to learn how to be good listeners. We do be supportive and don't be ashamed to address these issues because when we are ashamed to address these issues, we actually reinforce the likelihood that these painful things will happen. 
They will happen. So if that's what happened. You know, oh my God. You could go on and on. I can go on and on. And, 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 you know, I can go on because we can get into the, the child adversity study and all these things and look at the correlation between child children experiencing trauma early on and how mm-hmm. it leads to them being depressed or having PTSD or committing suicide. We can yeah. we, we can get into that. And, and, and that's a discussion but for another session. day. But I just want to emphasize the importance of being a good supportive listener. Yes. And if you're feeling like you want to, if you're feeling like, you want to commit suicide, call. Call. 988-211-211. First call for help. It's always good going to your nearest emergency room and getting help. You know, setting up therapy sessions are great, but if we, when we're really in danger, we need to move immediately and get help. Do not wait so, we, so you can preserve the life. Because as I said before, Suicide is the 12th leading cause of death in America, and it is so preventable. If we just had somebody in our corner that would stop and listen without condemnations and criticisms, we could save a lot of lives. Yeah, but yeah, but I think it, it comes to belief systems again. A lot of people don't believe it's preventable. I think as a whole, in terms of the institution, that is something what we need to emphasize more and more. Well, see, I think what you said is critical, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to spin it a little different. Is okay, that okay? Do that. Oh, of course. I think we deny it. We want to ignore it. We want to push it up yes. under the couch. And so because we do that, we're not prepared to deal with it because when we hear somebody wants to commit suicide, we think, well, this is anti-human. Why don't you want to live? Or this is immoral. You know, you should never feel this way. So we push it underneath yeah. like, oh, it's, it, you know, don't deal with it. And as a result, it minimizes it, minimize it. But then in the long run, as we talk about with other things, right. it blows up. Yeah. But when we start being open to the fact that somebody might actually feel this way, that they might actually want to vacate their life, then we'll move forward because a life that's been cultivated and nurtured and inspired. Cause some people just get caught up in the mechanical process. Cause mama told me to, or daddy told me to, (laughs) or, and and they work and they never really experienced life. And then one day I feel numb. I want to feel something because I've been just, I just been doing this. So we have to get to a place where we understand we got it here. Got it. Because we pushing it underneath. We not, we not going to address it. We can't work through this. We can't provide food and clothing for this. No, we got to be emotionally available. Say that again. One <laughs> like, more time. Yeah, that could be a good We closure. can't work through this <laughs> in a sense of working a job. But we can't provide food and clothing through this. We have to be emotionally available. We have to be able to talk and dialogue. And check this out. Okay. If we provide our children and our adults with emotional support, but particularly with our kids, if we also provide an environment where they are challenged and they deal with various emotions, they can handle disappointment and hurt better. Oh, of course. But a lot of times I think another thing that we do, it may also contribute to some of the reasons why children may have more difficulties now with suicide. And by the way, I think there's been a significant increase in the number of kids who use guns to commit suicide. Exactly. That's yeah. That's more of the, that's what's happening. But, but I think. Right I, but I. But I realize that some of it is we try to keep our kids from feeling uncomfortable feelings and emotions. We try to protect them from everything, 
And as a result, when they deal with things that are difficult, reality, they have no basis to deal with their reality. So we have to find a balance between being emotionally supportive in a way where we're there helping them deal with their emotions and feelings in that way. And also yes. giving them space to learn how to deal with emotions and allowing them to learn how to deal with grief and things that, that are uncomfortable and failures and losing and all those things oh, so they can manage those things. It's just like they have to bring, develop what I call emotional immunity. Yes, that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, some emotional immunity. And you can't learn it if you're not exposed. Like, exactly. we got to take a That's right. They want us to take a shot, right, for mm-hmm. the pandemic. They help us develop some immunity. Mm-hmm. But we got to develop some emotional immunity to things so we can be prepared to deal with stuff. So, hey, sometimes that might mean you might allow your kids to have to deal with that feeling of emotion. Yeah, and, and not enable them. And not we, enable yeah, them. Culturally for us, okay, we do enable our children a lot. Mm-hmm. especially mothers and sons. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Oh. And so, man, look, <laughs> that's a discussion. But look, y'all, <laughs> we've had a, a discussion, and we really want everyone, this is Suicide Prevention Month, and we really want everyone to really take home this message, to be open to the dialogue around suicide without judgments and criticisms. If you can do that, it would be helpful the jcc the jccs if you could do that if it comes up go get help i know you might feel some embarrassment you might feel hurt or pain but go get help Mm -hmm. suicide is preventable again and we all need somebody in our corner so no matter what you think or feel about a certain thing somebody is or somebody's not try to be a warm hug, try to be a soft voice, try to be nice and have somebody's back. Cause you don't ever know what they're going through. Say that. That's true. You got anything else you want to say? No. Cause we can go on, on this. Oh yeah. Quick. Yes, ma'am. This sister, when I lived in DC, I, I saw her. She was a model, beautiful, but she would come to me for therapy. So when she came, well, I saw her, and we just got real excited to wave. And when she actually came to my office, I said, you were looking so beautiful. Where were you going? She was said, I was on my way to commit suicide. Mm. Yeah. That was powerful. Was, did y'all have any follow-up on that? Oh, Yes. For sure. God, and she was okay? Yeah. But see, that's, as you just said, you can't judge a person by the book mm-hmm. or a cover. You get all this outside information, and you haven't even checked in. You don't know what's truth. Hey. Yeah, and just the way she said it. I said, you were looking so beautiful. We're so glad you came. Where were you, where were you going? What were you doing? She said, I was on my way to commit suicide. And so that goes again. I don't know if she had family or friends or people all that of the above. was, she did. She had all those things. Mm-hmm. And they, were they hearing her? Well, she wasn't saying anything. So right. that's it. That she wasn't saying anything at all. And that's why we have to listen, observe and try to be non-judgmental. And in many cases, we'll be able to help our loved ones. In other cases, we won't know what's going on. Exactly. But we have to move towards being more aware, less judgmental. So we can help those that we can't help. Exactly. Because even us trained professionals might miss some, but there's many more that we can actually help. Because most people will tell you, hey, you know, 
there's something going on with me. I need help. And when they reach out, if we embrace them non-judgmentally, we can help them. But if we reject them because we think they're, they're defective or immoral and they shouldn't feel this way, then we don't put ourselves in a position to actually help. Listen, I know this was a tough discussion (laughs) and it feels like we just been going and going. I know. But listen, y'all, if you have any thoughts, feelings, or ideas, go to the drop down box, hit the discussion and put your thoughts and feelings there. We'll be glad to hear them. And don't forget to like us and subscribe. Have a nice one. And we'll see you soon for our next episode of Therapy is Life, where thinking, feeling, and experiencing is well-being. Yes. Thank you.